So many stories, so little time. Stories build character. Without stories, it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to relate to people as you continue to grow in your career. Whether it's sales, whether it's customer service, you have got to have stories and experiences in order for you to be able to relate with the people you're talking to. That's how you're going to be successful in life. Trust me, I've got thousands of them. So here I am at a radio gig in Atlanta, Georgia, purchased a gigantic home on the Chattahoochee River when we moved from DC. And after the three-year contract was up, I found myself out of a job. Now, where can you go and make that kind of six-figure income? Not many places, right? No, not back then, not anywhere. But I still wanted to make six figures. So I couldn't find anything in radio. No one would hire me. I had just turned 40 years old. I just got my college degree from the University of Maryland. And we have a recession hit. Woo, great. Now what am I going to do? So back then, you looked in the paper for jobs. I said, well, I've got to find something that pays well, right? So the only thing I could find after weeks and weeks and days and months of searching was a job selling glamour shots or glamour portraits. I said, oh, you can make 75,000 a year. And I thought, well, that's about half of what I was making, but that's enough to continue paying the mortgage on this gigantic mansion. I can do this. And the asterisk was some travel involved and the other asterisk was 1099. And I didn't know what the hell a 1099 was, but I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. They have a 1099. I went all the way to South Atlanta to interview with this company that sold portraits, family portraits and glamour shots. I wore a suit and everybody else, you know, in the, in the place where I was interviewing had jeans, no suit, ripped shirts. I mean, I thought, okay, the salespeople are out on the road. Now, I didn't know how to sell, but I knew how to talk to people, right? Because I talked to people on the radio every single day. So I said, I, in the ad, it says you can make $75,000 a year selling glamour shots and family portraits. And he said, oh yeah. As a matter of fact, one of our most successful portraits is a family or a person inside of a brandy glass. I said, wow. And he said, they put them on their mantles. They give them to their boyfriends, girlfriends, secret lovers, everything. And then we have the glamour shots. There's a prom dress outfit. There's a biker chick outfit. There's a cowgirl outfit. Uh, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to laugh because it, it's really, anyway, I said, okay, I'll do that. Uh, now, now, where do I go? And he says, well, you don't really go anywhere. Our photographers go in about a month before you do, and we give you the proofs, and you're really called a pass proofer or a proof passer. And I said, all right, tell me more. And they said, you take the proofs. You have to provide your own, listen to this, you have to provide your own card table, and you have to provide a stand-up uh, trifold poster to put glamour shots on. Now, every time you someone purchases glamour shot from you, you give them a free gold necklace. I said, wow, this is a, this is a high-end company, right? 
So I delved into it a little bit deeper and found out that you didn't even have to buy a glamour shot. All you had to do was show up and see your proofs and you got a free gold chain. Well, come to find out it was a gold-plated plastic chain. But boy, did they look good hanging up there on that trifold. So you're sitting in a card table chair and a person is sitting next to you and you throw out 12 proofs of the shots uh, that were taken by the photographer and you try to sell packages and you have the pi- the package prices on this cardboard trifold that's collapsible so you can travel around. And I said, okay, I've got that part. Where will I be traveling? They said, oh, either in a big lots or a supermarket, Piggly Wiggly, uh, Kmart, maybe in the back of a Walmart, the pack of the back of a drugstore, and a lot of times in a motel room. I said, a motel room? They said, oh yeah. You know, what you do is rent two motel rooms, one for you to sleep in, and the other, uh, one for you to sleep in, and one for and the same one that you sleep in is where you show the glamour shots and the other room which has an adjoining door is your <laughs> waiting room where all these people hang out and wait to see their pictures well, let me tell you we only accepted cash because no one had a checking account that's right so you could buy And people would come in, their money smelled, it was dirty. This is all in South Georgia. Dangerous places. Any any week I would have three to five thousand dollars in cash on me. And guess how much of that I got to keep? If I was lucky, I might make $250 a week. It was tempting, but my mom and dad taught me not to steal. But I was a I was a moving target of being mugged. Anyway, I'm in there. And the people come in, unbeknownst to me, while they're in the waiting room waiting to see their glamour shots, guess what? They steal the toilet paper, they steal the towels, the drinking glasses, back then you could smoke in a room, the ashtrays, they even stole the chairs. It was unbelievable. And you'd go in there and everything was stripped down. Said, oh God. So then you had to pay extra money had to come out of your cash to pay for all the stuff that was stolen so these people would come in you would lay down the glamour shot pictures horrible looking shots and this one lady gave me attitude now at the time you could get a a a free 16 by 20 that looked like an oil portrait and it was framed just pick it out and you got a free one And this lady came in with attitude. I laid down the 12 proofs. She was in the biker chick outfit, uh, the cowgirl outfit, on and on and on, the glamour girl. And she said, all I want is my free 16 by 20. And I said, well, you know, let me just show you the pictures. And she says, I don't like any of those pictures. She said, I want my free 16 by 20, or I'm going to sue you for false advertising. I said, okay, no problem. So what you did, you put an X on the back of the proof they chose. This woman had such a bad attitude that I decided to give her one of the proofs that I didn't show her, which was her in a half click. In other words, the camera did a half click. So her eyes 
it looked like she was drunk and it was it was the funniest looking pose ever so i put the x on the good proof she left i tore up the good proof throw it in the, threw it in the garbage and i put the x mark on that that ugly one that looked like she was i don't know a stroke victim or god like she who knows just think of the ugliest picture in the world and i had that blown up to a uh, what i say 16 by 24 with a frame and it was delivered to her house so one week i went in to get more proofs to sell more stuff and the owner of the company said did you wait on a mrs so and so i said oh yeah boy did she have an attitude she was just rude nasty and he said well she got her free 16 by 24 and she says you marked the wrong one and i said i did it on purpose if you want to fire me fine well woodside we're not going to fire you you're doing such a good job well i was doing it because i couldn't get a job doing anything else and that's my point of the story man you've got to do what it takes in order to feed your family here i am living in a $400,000 home in the early 90s trying not to lose it and out selling glamour shots so where did i go they would give you an itinerary for the whole week so you might go to north carolina wilmington let's say and go to two piggly wigglies and then you would go to a a beauty shop where women came in to get their hair done but it was all in south georgia or mostly low income areas and oh god so i'm driving all over the place one one time the company sent me to a strip club in Myrtle Beach. It was the only strip club, uh, the strip club. And I said, "Well, where do you want me to set up because all of these strippers had glamour shots made of them." And they said, "Oh, you you set up upstairs where all the strippers are, where they change clothes and do everything." I said, "All right, sounds good to me." So I I had the card table set up and all of the portraits down and they all wanted the exclusive $395 portrait set and they would come up and say yeah that's what i want but i can't buy it right now and i said why not and they said well i have to wait until billy bob comes in he loves me and i'm going to tell him that i need this $395 and he'll give me the cash and i'll bring it up to you and pay you and that's what all the strippers did now meanwhile they're all running up and down this area upstairs naked and i'm sitting there trying to sell glamour shots i made a lot of money that night but oh jeez and i'm thinking god i got my family and my wife at home and i'm out here doing this well the next day was going to be in south myrtle beach in uh a beauty salon well i needed a place to sleep so i had quite a ways to drive i mean it was way way south and i was tired i couldn't find a place and finally i found this motel right on the water on the bay and i went in and i guess it was 10:30 at night i'd been driving of course i ate some place and the lady said i only have one room left she said you better go ahead and do it now i said oh i'm so tired i said okay i'll take it she said that'll be $75 i said good lord i don't pay $75 Uh, anywhere I go. She said, "Well, it's spring break weekend, so it's $75 or nothing." 
And I said, oh God, and I was tired and down on my luck. And I said, I don't have $75. And I said, you know, I used to be a millionaire, but I went through some bad times. I really had it all. And she said, well, you know what, Mr. Woodside? Used to be's don't count anymore. And I thought, wow, just hammer me down another notch, woman. And I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Can I sleep in my car? No, you'll get arrested. You can't sleep in my parking lot in your car. She said, but I have this motel, uh, this friend that owns a motel about 30 uh, miles inland. His name is Mr. Patel. And I thought, oh God, here we go. Well, by then, I guess it was, by the time I got to this Patel motel, it was 1130 at night, 12, somewhere around there. Grown man trying not to cry, going, how the hell did I get into this situation? And I knock on the office door and just like in prohibition times, this, this Indian dude opens up a little window in the door. He says, oh, may I help you? And I said, yes, Mrs. Smith from the ABC motel sent me here. Oh, you're Mr. Woodside. I only have one room left, but it's not going to be available for at least another hour. And I said, why? He said, well, there's, there's a couple in there having sex. And I'm thinking, oh, God. Oh, really? So, believe it or not, I got back into the car and I said, well, I've got $5,000 of the company's money in my duffel bag. So I went back to that same motel. And when I went back, the lady said, oh, you're back. Well, if you still want the same room, uh, it's still going to be $75, but it has to be cash. I gave her the $75. I slept that night like a dead man. But I want, want to tell you that story because there are things in life that build your brand, that build your ethical credibility, that help make up who you are. And if you don't do these things, and if you get lazy and want everybody to hand you stuff, you're never going to be successful in life. So, oh yeah, I've got a hell of a bunch more stories to pass on. And another one's coming up before you know it.